Hey, welcome in and welcome back to the Betting Predators Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Sleepy J, joined by fantasy football player prop guru. Got the mad journalist in the house, Chris Dell. It's time for football, NFL football. Uh, just a couple of weeks away, guys, are getting ready to fire up our mock draft simulators, hammering away at those season-long player props, uh, getting ready for uh, really just getting ready for your season-long fantasy stuff. And that's why, you know, Chris is here. He's ready to go. Uh, so let's bring Chris in. Chris, I know that you have all your rankings ready. I know you got your cheat sheets going. Um, I saw some ebook thing on the website that you had that you just put in there. Uh, you've been active in the Discord channel. I know that you've been busy, uh, especially after, you know, the last two years that you've had. I mean, you've been uh, really grinding away with um, not just NBA stuff, because a lot of people know we do NBA, but throughout the entire offseason, you're doing NFL stuff like constantly and um, getting everybody ready to roll. I know you moved. Um, you're in my neck of the woods now, so get ready for winter. I hope you brought all your winter clothes, man. How's everything been going? It's been going good, man. Just got settled in in Pittsburgh. So uh, for those who don't know, I just joined the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette as a new sports editor and uh, fantasy football analyst there as well. And uh, all things are still full steam ahead for the betting predators. So we're doing more this year than we ever have on the free side as well as on the premium side. And just a quick promo, we just launched on our website today. We have our new 2023 NFL premium package up led by uh, myself, Sleepy, and Steve Reeder. Uh, NFL best bets, sides, totals, teasers. We were plus 19 units last year. Uh, and the link to our picks tracker is right at the top of our website. It's always there. We've been updating it for the two years since we launched. We were plus 19 units last year, plus 14 units in 2021. So uh, plus 33 units total with a 56% hit rate. And then we'll also have bonus bets from myself on player props, prop derivatives, Sleepy's touchdown props, as well as some DFS strategy and lineup recommendations. Uh, and then just overall 24-7 access for fantasy questions as well as betting questions for our betting predators team, which is growing by the day. And also make sure to check out our free ebook. We're launching our uh, basically one team chapter at a time over the next couple days. So by the probably middle of next week, all 32 teams will be up on the site. Uh, great analysis by Steve Reeder at Avoid the Vig on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, man, we're here to talk fantasy. You know, it's my favorite time of the year, Sleepy. I know it's, it might not be your number one, but I know it's, it's, it's right up there. It's how we first connected three years ago. When we first launched the Betting Predators site. You were doing the, uh, the Megapod and you're like, hey, we need a fantasy guy. And ever since then, man, we've probably done about 20, 30 preseason fantasy podcasts by then. And we're going to talk quarterbacks today. So I'm, I'm, I'm ready to dive in, man. I'm ready to do this. My, my top 200 rankings are on the site. You can get those for free. I'm updating them every single day, uh, sort by position, by scoring format, all that good stuff. And uh, I'm ready to get into it, man. Tiers, rankings, everything like that, man. All right. So – just to to clear up my where you said it was my number two, uh, obviously it has to be. You know what I mean? Like sports betting's my my number one love. Pregame.com, my number one love. But I got to be honest with you, dude. Like I was sitting in the car today and I was driving around, and I was like, I get to do a pod with Chris tonight to talk fantasy. I'm like, it's finally here, dude. Like we wait. Like how long are we waiting six months? Like it just, it drops off a cliff. It's like, boom, Super Bowl's over even around Super Bowl time. I mean, it's kind of boring at that time. 
And then, yeah, we have the NBA and we have a lot of fun with that, you know, doing our player props and the Discord channel and all that stuff like that and doing those type of things. But, like, this is where you and I have the most fun. Like, we're up Friday night till midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning for an hour and a half talking about crazy craziness, you know, and I'm giving out touchdown props and all kinds of stuff. So it's fun, dude, like, to finally get in here. And this, honest to God, like, when it comes to somebody who bets sports every day, if you don't have a fantasy guy next to you, you're doing it wrong. Like the if I don't have Chris next to me, I better have somebody else that that knows as much as him. Otherwise, I'm going to end up losing money at the end of the year or not making as much. Um, you know, not having a guy like him because he fills in all the blanks when it comes to hey, what do you know about this matchup? And he's up to date on the weather and up to date on the injuries and stuff like that. Like you can only do so much. And then I'm sure he relies on me for a specific amount of things too. To make him better and now that he's in pennsylvania i know he's going to be uh going ahead and plugging in all those bets that he was unable to when he was down there in florida so we're going to be low obviously working a lot more close this year so it's going to be interesting but chris let's just go ahead let's start out and let's start talking about quarterbacks i don't think there's going to be any real surprises here you know with the first and second pick you're either going to have jalen hurts you're going to have josh allen probably one two but your third guy a little bit different. You got Justin Fields there. Why don't you talk about what you like about him this year? Yeah, I mean, I, I just want to be clear that uh, I purposely spent the extra time not just having the rankings. You know, I, I ranked 100 quarterbacks, which is also includes second and third stringers who are relevant, or 75 quarterbacks altogether. It's about 500 players altogether. But anyways, with the quarterbacks, I have them ranked by tiers, and uh, I made it a point to put Justin Fields in tier one, and Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Justin Fields. Now, look, Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen, th those are the top two quarterbacks. I think they're going to finish the year as the top two quarterbacks. If I had to bet on it, I, I, I wouldn't bet on it, but if I had to, that's what I bet. Uh, and you know, it, it's it, it goes to what we saw last year, right? You know, Josh Allen didn't have the greatest fantasy season in the second half of last season. But when you look at the overall numbers, there was three guys that averaged above 24 fantasy points per game in 2022. It was Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Josh Allen. Now look, you know, Patrick Mahomes threw 41 touchdown passes. Passing touchdowns aren't necessarily the most sticky stat uh, from year to year. Those things can regress. Uh, Patrick Mahomes lost passing weapons. Pacheco's another year better. Maybe they rely a little more on the run game. Not even rely more on the run game, just more like maybe the running game gets a little luckier and scores a few more touchdowns, takes away a couple touchdowns from Mahomes. So I always like to say keep your draft strategy flexible, but one of my hard, fast rules, maybe my only rule, Sleepy, I always try to leave a draft with a running quarterback, period. I don't care if it's Tim Tebow, Tyrod Taylor back in the day. And the reason why Justin Fields, I'm so high on him, is because you don't have to draft him in the second round. Right now, if you want Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen, you got to draft them in round two. And I – and. I'd rather get two elite running backs. I'd rather get two elite wide receivers. I'd rather get Travis Kelsey and Saquon Barkley than have to use one of those precious top two picks on a Jalen Hurts or a Josh Allen this year. When you look at the second half of last season, as I mentioned, Justin Fields was number three. There were only three quarterbacks who averaged more than 25 fantasy points per game from week nine to week 17 last season. Hurts was number one at 28.3. Uh, Mahomes was number two, 26.6. Justin Fields, 25.5. The next highest was Joe Burrow and Josh Allen, four points lower 
at 21.4 a piece. So when you look at the ADP overall and the price that you have to pay for Justin Fields right now, he's getting drafted as the seventh quarterback off the board behind Joe Burrow, behind Lamar Jackson, behind Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert finished as quarterback 18 in fantasy points per game last season. Why would you take a, a, a non-running, pass-only Justin Herbert over a rushing quarterback who can also throw for a ton of yards? We saw, we've saw we seen that in the preseason already with the new acquisition of DJ Moore, and we saw it towards the end of last year. So to me, Justin Fields has just as good a chance as any quarterback to finish as the number one quarterback by the end of the year. And I put him in tier one because take your top two elite players early – and you can come back in round five, round six, and draft Justin Fields, and you have a much more stacked and balanced roster at the end of the day by doing that. So, again, Hurts and Allen are number one, yes. Fields, you don't have to draft them as the third quarterback off the board, but that's where I have him finishing at the end of the year with, it, like I said, just as good as chance as any to finish number one overall. Could be the league winner at quarterback in fantasy drafts for this season. You know, the only thing that worries me with Fields is the fact that you see a lot of these young quarterbacks come in and they they immediately think, I need to get the hell out of here. I need to scramble and I need to run. Now that it's his second year and he's got some options there, I mean, he has some healthy options. I actually like the Bears offense. People might think I'm crazy, but I actually like it. And I wonder if we can make up because I think they're going to push him more to pass this year than what he was doing last year. I mean, he, he ran a lot last year. You don't want any quarter. You don't want anybody out there doing that. Like every other game, like, do you think they want Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, you know, running the ball as much as they have? Probably not. If they can get those yards through the air, then go get those, yard, those yards through the air and be protected. So I don't know if maybe they, they, they ask fields to be more of a thrower this year. And I, Obviously, you want him to run, but I think we might actually see some throwing from him. And I don't have a problem, you know, taking him third. I don't have a problem taking him fourth. But, Chris, I, I want to ask you, so you have Hurts, Allen, and Fields, and then you have Jackson, Mahomes, and Burrow. That's right. You're going to take them in either rounds, one, two, or three, right? And then that next tier where you you would have, like, your tier three, you're not worrying about those guys until, like, the seventh, eighth, ninth round, you know, all the way – so it's either you need to take these six guys here and then everybody else just waits, right? Yeah, if, if you can't get one of the big five, uh, like I said, it, it's Allen, it's Hurts, it's Fields, and then you've got – I'm sorry, the big six actually. It's Lamar, Burrow, and Mahomes. So this is the other three. Um, now, I, I'm a little concerned about Lamar Jackson this year because Todd Monken's the new OC in Baltimore, and you know everyone knows Todd Monken for the air raid offense – uh, Lamar Jackson, everyone out of Baltimore camp so far has talked about how this offense is going to open it up. It's going to be a pass-first offense. Now we have J.K. Dobbins coming back to practice. They have the rookie Zay Flowers, who I absolutely love in drafts this year. I love me some Zay Flowers. I've drafted him a ton of them. I've drafted a ton of him in best ball so far. Mark Andrews. Then you have Rashad Bateman coming back. OBJ, I think, could be due for a sneaky late round pick veterans type of bounce back season as well. So the whole case in point here is that I don't know if Lamar's going to run all that much this year compared to what he's done in the past, which is why I'm tempering expectations for him a little bit. Now, look, 
I'm going to bring up Lamar Jackson, the case you just said with Fields, where in Lamar's first year as a full starter, he ran for 1,206 yards. His The year after that, he ran for just over 1,000 yards as well, so back-to-back. Back. And I look at Fields as the same way. When you look at Fields last season, he ran for 1,143 yards, only threw for uh, 17 touchdowns. You look, and he was still able to finish in that top four or five fantasy points per game. And like you said, what if the passing touchdowns go up a little bit? Because you look at the guys above him, Joe Burrow, 36 passing touchdowns. Josh Allen, 35, Mahomes, 41. If Fields can get close to 30 passing touchdowns and still even rushes for a little bit less, like 900, 1,000 yards, you had a couple rushing touchdowns. He only ran for eight rushing touchdowns last year, which, yeah, that's a decent amount. But you look at Jalen Hurts, he's ran for 23 combined rushing touchdowns the last two years, which has completely catapulted him to the top of fantasy league. So I think there's possible positive regression coming for Fields in the rushing touchdown department as well as the passing touchdown department. I do like DJ Moore this year. I think there's some sneaky value on uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, even Chase Claypool in the later rounds. If you're in dynasty leagues, the rookie Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati could be competing for slot snap duties there. So I think that, you know, this all goes to say Chicago has some good weapons in the passing game. And if you remember when Fields came out, not many people were even really hyping up his running game as much. Like everyone was talking about Trey Lance being the running quarterback of that class. And like, oh, you know, Fields is more of a drop back passer. Yeah, he can run too. You see the way Fields run. He, he look, Fields looks like he's five times more explosive in the running game than Jalen Hurts is. He looks like Lamar Jackson running the ball, but with more fluidity in his game. So I, I just think Fields is the perfect package. And if the Bears defense struggles, Sleepy, and, and they're allowing a lot of, of points to their opponents, that means Fields is going to have more drives, more dropbacks, more chances for scrambles, pass attempts, and all that good stuff, which is what we want as fantasy managers. So that's just one of the many, many reasons I think, whether it's passing or running combined, we're going to see the complete fantasy pack. I'm not going to say Fields is going to make the playoffs with the Bears, win the division, compete for the division. Fantasy-wise, he's going to be an absolute stud with the way fantasy rewards rushing quarterbacks. I mean – I used to start Tim Tebow every single weekend and get 20-plus points no matter how bad his spiral looked on the field. So, you know, that goes without saying. Most people listening to this know that already. But, again, Fields at his cost is the best bargain right now in fantasy drafts, not even close in my opinion. All right. So I'm kind of with you with Jackson, I guess, in the line of thinking is that he has all these weapons now. I think you have to drop him down. Like, there's no way he's going to run, especially after he got this contract. Uh, the guys ran his rear end off for, for how long? So I think actually flipping him with Justin Fields probably makes a lot of sense. And a lot of people might think, well, you're a screwball for doing that. Like, this dude was the MVP. There's a chance that this actually could flip. So I, I have no problem with that. I actually dropped Lamar behind Justin Fields, and um, that's kind of where I was at with that. Now, you have Mahomes and you have Burrow. You have them five and six. I have them flip-flop. I have Burrow in front of Mahomes. I have it six, five, kind of the other way. But let me get to let, – let's talk about your guy first. Let's talk about Burrow, actually. I think this is probably more important than anything right now. Obviously, he has the injury, goes off, has a calf issue. How are you feeling right now about that? Did you drop him down after that? Because I felt like 
I could have put Burrow maybe even in front of Fields. And then I'm like, all right, well, well maybe, you know, could Burrow go as high as, as my number three quarterback? But right now I have him sitting five. But I, I feel like I dropped them down a little bit. Like I kind of had to. Well, you know, I like to not I, – I try not to overreact to anything that we don't know. And in the preseason, we have time to sit back and wait to digest the news. And, uh, yeah, it looked bad on the first highlight, you know, whoever shot that video and posted it on Twitter. But over the couple of weeks and even in the last week since, uh, you know, the last week to now – uh, all news out of camp has been positive for Burrow that he's going to be ready to go for week one. He's moving around in practice. He's dropping back. He's running good. Uh, it's a calf strain. It could have been a lot worse. Uh, as a Bengals fan, I feel optimistic. I feel very thankful that nothing worse happened. But Burrow, as a fantasy quarterback, has proven for multiple years now to be an elite quarterback in, pa- in passing efficiency. And <clears throat> just when you have – Mahomes is, is a unicorn passing because he can have no weapons and still throw for 40-plus touchdowns. Burrow is not on Mahomes' level, in my opinion, but he's right there in the elite class of current quarterbacks. When you have weapons like Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, I don't think there's a better one-two receiver combo, and that's going to elevate your quarterback as well. So I think that just Burrow, having them still in that top six where, again, the pure rushing quarterbacks of Hertz, Allen, Fields, they're at the top. I'm dropping Lamar to tier two because I think it's going to be more passing, less you know, elite rushing from him. And then you have to put Mahomes and Burrow because don't, no one gets the passing efficiency game done more than they do. And they've proven that year over year. So that's my top six. Those are my top two tiers. You know, when it comes to Mahomes versus Burrow, Mahomes goes earlier in drafts, maybe by a handful of picks or around. You know, pick your poison. If you're having a lot of teams, build a portfolio, have, have some exposure to each of these guys. I don't really think there's too much more conversation outside of the fact that I've got Fields three, I've dropped Lamar down a spot, and I think there's that clear tier one. I think there's a lot of discussion we can have going through the next two tiers from quarterback seven down to quarterback 18, and even maybe a handful of guys after that, because there are some quarterbacks that I'm quite different on, on the market from right now, as well as from other analysts ranking quarterbacks in the industry. All right. So let me, before we get further down, I do want to talk about Mahomes a little bit because I do have my concerns. This guy finished number one fantasy guy, number two fantasy guy. You currently have him right now fifth. I have him sixth. So we obviously both dropped him down quite a bit. I think this is going to be his most challenging year. I think if you go back and and people are talking like dynasty, this and that, look, if Patrick Mahomes could take this team to the Super Bowl and win, you could probably put him on the Mount Rushmore quarterbacks all time. Like the dude is to go through with the team that he has, especially like, all right, let's take Travis Kelsey out of it. He's got Valdez Scantling. Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, Rashid Rice, Justin Watson. If you take Kelsey out, out of this group and he gets hurt this year, I don't know where Mahomes finishes, but if some way, somehow, even with this group and the guys in the backfield, if they can win the Super Bowl, I guess you could say maybe it's not a dynasty team because they've had so much uh, – it's been kind of a revolving door there. But you have to clearly put this guy in the top five quarterbacks all time, if they, even if they win – a Super Bowl this year with this group, but I don't like this wide receiving court at all. Like I do not like it. Um, 
I took a couple shares of Sky Moore, Chris. Uh, Valdez Scantling, he was an ex-Green Bay guy. I think maybe I got like one share of him um, in, in one of my drafts. But I'm not targeting any of these receivers right now. Maybe I, I saw Richie James went out and had a game the other day. So I don't know what you think with these with this wide receiver court, but I do not like it at all. And I think this is going to be Mahomes. Potentially, it could be his worst year maybe of his, his career, you know, number-wise. Yeah, I mean, the worst year of Mahomes' career is probably still going to be a top four or five fantasy quarterback. So I'm not worried about Mahomes. But, yeah, I agree with you in the past. I will get into that in our wide receivers episode. But, yeah, Kelsey's a year older, and Sky Moore was very unimpressive last year. He's had a good camp so far. Uh, you could argue that the only receiver uh, in on that team right now with the locked-in role is Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and he's not a world-beater by any means. So, yeah, I think that's just one argument this to, for me where it's, again, like Mahomes could have a great season. He could go for 40 touchdowns and only throw two interceptions all year, and he's not going to run for that much. So because of all that, he's not going to finish in that top two or three. He's not going to have the chance to separate himself like we've seen – Jalen Hurts through the last two years because of the rushing. Justin Fields is the Jalen Hurts of last year. Jalen Hurts was going around. We talked about this player episode back from last season on quarterbacks. I was saying the same exact thing about Jalen Hurts as I am about Justin Fields now. And I think that Justin Fields is an even more explosive runner, maybe even could be a better passer than Jalen Hurts too, even though Jalen Hurts is in a better system with a better line. I think they're both really good quarterbacks. So that, that's my stance on that. But there's a couple guys very similar to Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts that you can get even later in your drafts uh, who we can talk about in a second, though. All right. So we've gone through, like, the top six quarterbacks. We're, we're through Hurts and Allen and Fields and Lamar Jackson, Mahomes and Burrow. Those are Chris's top six guys. I have the same six guys. Now, my next guy, Chris, you actually have further on down. I actually really like Trevor Lawrence coming into this season. I would put him before – any of the next running quarterbacks in line. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, I think he's in line for a big year this year. And a lot of that comes back to the wide receiver addition with Calvin Ridley. You were the guy that talked to me into drafting Calvin Ridley the year that I drafted him, and I was super high on him. And he goes <laughs> out and he gets hurt, and then he gets suspended for the gambling. But, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Chris. He was going to be a top-five wide receiver that year and i know you had a lot of shares of that guy he blew up i don't know what he blew up but he blew up a lot of stuff for us yeah does he still have that type of talent i mean if you look at how many years he's been in the league he's this, these would be his prime years he was entering his prime he's going to be maybe the freshest wide receiver in the league with the talent that he possessively uh possesses so i like that a lot i think another year with lawrence in this system with peterson you add in calvin ridley the fact I don't even know how he got Ingram to go out there and play football the way that he did. Nobody could do it. He did it. I think that this guy potentially could have like a Mahomes Burrow type year. So I went ahead and I put him as my seventh quarterback and um, I, I'm finding myself taking him um, yeah. in a lot of drafts. I'm, I'm fine with that. My, my two or three uh, has seven quarterbacks in it. And again, the whole point of the tiers is that, there's really not too much of a difference when it comes to two quarterbacks in the same tier. That's why my whole point with tier one is to say, I look at fields just like I do with Hurts and Allen, but I'm going to get the bargain. I'm going to, you know, we talk about Benny, we sleepy, we talk about price shopping. This is price shopping and fantasy when it comes to your draft. 
the fantasy managers who get locked onto a take or locked onto a player, like, oh, I love this guy. If you're doing that and not, you don't draft the player, draft the price. And you can like a handful of guys and take whichever one falls to you and get the most value. You're going to do way better long-term in all, all your fantasy leagues by doing that. So that's my only point with the tiers there. For me, uh, ju- just like with Lawrence, I have him QB 10 right in the middle of tier three. Justin Herbert's there. Two is there. These guys have all flashed. They flashed, not necessarily put together for a whole season. They, they flashed various glimpses of elite passing efficiency. And to me, those three guys are all in the same bucket. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, who just added a talented rookie, uh, he's he, he's much more healed now from that rib injury that was apparently limiting him. They brought in Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator. So I get the bull case on Herbert, but to me, you, you can't make an argument to put Herbert in the top six. So let, let's forget about that argument already. Same thing with Lawrence. Like Lawrence, could he take that jump, fulfill the potential of the number one pick? Yes, but he's not going to run that much. So I'm not going to bank on the most unpredictable stat, which is passing touchdowns. Uh, I'm going to bank on what we know, which is the weapons around him plus the rushing upside. So for me, I, I love Daniel Jones uh, in, in this tier. Uh, and usually I'm taking fields before and not getting Jones because I don't want to draft two quarterbacks that early. But just not many people realize what Daniel Jones did in fantasy last year. He was the QB seven in fantasy points per game last season. So he's getting drafted right now as the QB 14 overall. So I have him ranked exactly right where he finished last year. And he's going to be better with another year with Brian Dayball as his OC and play caller. They drafted a very talented deep threat in Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. He's got another year with Saquon Barkley coming in motivated, looking for a big contract after this season. So the weapons around Daniel Jones actually aren't that bad. The offensive line has improved as well. So for all these reasons, I I think that Daniel Jones, you look at uh, one stat I want to bring up that kind of encompasses all these guys, as as well as Anthony Richardson, who I'll talk about in a second, is that five of the top 10 quarterbacks last year in fantasy points per game rushed for 700-plus yards. Daniel Jones, 708 rushing yards. He trailed, besides Fields, he trailed only Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen in total rushing yards altogether. You look look at his points per game, 18.4 fantasy points per game for Daniel Jones last year. Trevor Lawrence, 17.8. Dak Prescott, 17.1. Justin Herbert, even lower than that. So again, like these pocket passers, they're better traditional real-life quarterbacks. They throw a better ball. They're more accurate. I don't care about any of that. I care about the rushing upside. Daniel Jones has the has one of the best play callers on his side in Brian Dayball. He has the rushing upside, and that's why I'm really big on him as my QB7 overall to lead off that tier. And again, like you don't have to draft him that high. You can get a quarterback that's going to finish as the top seven in fantasy, and you can get him as the 14th quarterback off the board in your drafts. And that, to me, is the best way to take advantage of the ADP, the average draft position going into your drafts this month. The only thing that worries me about Daniel Jones, if you remember last year, the NFC East had the easiest schedule in the entire league. That's not going to be the case this year. They have a much tougher schedule. And that's one of the reasons why I actually like Lawrence is because, one, that division's not that great, and they have a much easier schedule. But you brought up the guy that I do want to talk about, Anthony Richardson. 
I went ahead, Chris, and I gave out to my clients on pregame.com. I said, let's go ahead and let's play this guy's passing yards over 2,450 yards. Because I said, if he starts, it's almost like stealing money if the guy stays healthy. Well, lo and behold, they went ahead. They named him the starter. I figured that just because of Earsay, because he's like, he, like that guy, he just seems like he likes new flashy things. And why in the hell would you want to play Gardner Minshew? Even if you, I would rather trade three games of losing with, with Richardson than let me go one and two with Gardner Minshew. Like, let me get that new kid in there. Let, let's get this guy some reps. Sure. So I saw his fantasy numbers up to, or um, his player prop number right now is up to 2,800 yards. So it was a really good bet. Yeah. What do you see from this kid? Because I'm starting to take him like later on in drafts now. And it wasn't because he was starting. It was just like, I don't think we know what this kid exactly has. I mean, he's a big kid. I think there's a lot of potential there. Uh, some people think he's a little bit slower than than maybe what he showed in Florida. But it seems like even in preseason, like, these guys aren't going 100%. Like, I, I don't know. Maybe you see something with him that that um, that um others don't. But I think this kid's talented. I think he's going to do really well. Yeah, no, I, I really like Richardson a lot. I mean, we, I mean, it's the rushing upside. It's it's the same theme across every year when I talk about quarterbacks and some people uh, have different names for it in the fantasy industry, but it gives you the floor. Again, like I talked about with Tebow before, like he couldn't throw, but he was going out and scrambling around and you get 20 yards on a scramble, that's two points. You got to throw for 50 plus yards to get two points. When it comes to when it comes to uh, passing yards, so it's just that thing, the game of fantasy rewards is it depending on you know if you're playing in a PPR league, it, it rewards catches over actual yardage plays. For quarterbacks, it rewards rushing more than passing. So not to say passing is not important, obviously it is, but yeah, I mean look at what Shane Steichen did with Jalen Hurts. I mean Jalen Hurts came into the league not as a high, highly drafted, coveted quarterback. He was kind of just all of a sudden by default found himself in the starter seat for Philadelphia. And we looked at those two seasons where he actually got the start, uh, you know, towards the end of that first year, Jalen Hurts didn't do anything spectacular necessarily as a passer. I mean, just barely over 3000 yards, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions, but he ran for 784 yards uh, in a limited sample. And he was up there as, as the top five quarterback in fantasy points per game. And then we saw him with a full year under his belt, a full off season with Steichen, who's now, calling the shots in Indianapolis. And we saw the big difference last year, which was Jalen Hurts was the number one fantasy quarterback overall. Went from 3,100 passing yards to 3,700. Went from 16 passing touchdowns to 22 passing touchdowns. Most importantly, he rushed for 13 touchdowns. So I think that Steichen's going to try to do the same exact thing with uh, with Anthony Richardson that he did with Jalen Hurts. And again, like, Let's not act that Jalen Hurts is the most athletic rushing quarterback we've seen. He doesn't have the quickness, the elusiveness that we've seen out of Lamar Jackson, out of the previous Michael Vick, out of Justin Fields. Anthony Richardson is a much more explosive athlete than, than Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts obviously has the cerebral game down. He's a very savvy and smart passer. He gets better every year. But again, there's positives and negatives to every single person, but Anthony Richardson right now in terms of his ADP, I mean, again, like you don't have to draft him that high to get possibly a top five quarterback overall. So I, I just think there's massive value on the rookie altogether. 
And and just look at what he did at the combine. I mean, he's he's going to be faster than any player on the field anytime he touches the ball, more than Jonathan Taylor, more than the wide receivers. Don't forget that even when Josh Allen was starting to ascend the ranks in fantasy, he still wasn't that good as a passer. Neither was Jalen Hurts. So I'm not worried about Richardson struggling as a passer. The rushing will be there and the passing will come. And if they're losing games, it means more dropbacks, more scrambles, more pass attempts, more time for garbage points, garbage yards, garbage touchdowns. They're not taking them off the field. So that's just one of the many reasons why I think Richardson is an absolute steal. And you can get him probably in round 10, you know, eight, nine at the highest in, in most of your drafts right now. So when you heard the news that he was going to start, how far did you move him up? I, I, I was already playing it like he was going to start. I, I was already assuming he was going to start. So, uh, you know, I, I usually don't do my rankings until July. And I think at that point there was enough positive news. You know, you don't see the the old um, – I think Patrick Mahomes is the last example where you draft the quarterback in the first round, you don't start him. But Mahomes wasn't even a top-10 pick. Anytime you got a top-10 pick in today's NFL, he, he's, he's getting thrown into the fire right away. So, I mean, it's just – it only made sense, especially them bringing in Steichen, his history with Jalen Hurts. Uh, I would have been very surprised if Richardson wound up. But he showed already he's good enough to start, even with his limited passing skills. Uh, and and that's, just, that's just all green lights go for fantasy right now. All right. So we talked about all the pretty much all the running quarterbacks, our top-tier quarterbacks. But let's get into, like, that second wave of just passing quarterbacks. So – you have Geno Smith, Trevor Lawrence, Herbert, uh, Tua, and I have a guy right in there that you have very low. You have Kirk Cousins at 18. I think with the names I just mentioned that Kirk Cousins belongs in there. Tell me a little bit about Kirk Cousins, why you don't have him with a Geno Smith, a Trevor Lawrence, Herbert, Tua, because I do. I think the Cousins is in line maybe for a big year, and I guess I'll just throw one quick reason. There's no Dalvin Cook there. So I don't know how much they're going to use Madison. And I think they might put a lot on Kirk Cousins. Now, I know Addison today, actually, I think he got banged up, Chris. So hopefully he's okay. But I think Kirk Cousins is going to be in line for a big passing year this year. I actually think Jared Goff is going to be in for a big passing year this year as well. You have him right in front of Cousins. I would actually put those two quarterbacks in that group, maybe with Herbert and Tua. They might not have the the passing you know, wide receivers, but – I think that those guys are a little too low on yours. I'm guessing you're going to say they're too high on mine, but why don't you talk a little bit about Cousins and maybe Goff, what, where you have them, where you have them. Uh, just because, like, I have them in Tier 4, so they're still, like, middle of the pack for me. Um, you know, we talked about the rest of my Tier 3. You mentioned Geno Smith, Lawrence. Uh, they, they each rushed for over 200 rushing yards last year, so they at least provide a little bit of cushion in the rushing department. To a Similar to Burrow, uh, if he's healthy, then you don't, you know, he has that ceiling with Tyreek and Waddle to put up just gaudy passing numbers. So that's why he's in tier three for me. Uh, I, I actually just moved Deshaun Watson. I know you're asking me about Cousins and Goff, but I actually just moved Deshaun Watson up into tier three at 13. Uh I'm not one to try to anger the fantasy gods with with uh, fantasy football karma, but I don't know if you're giving yourself great karma by drafting Deshaun Watson as your number one quarterback in fantasy, but we don't want to get too into the weeds with that topic. But what I will say is that Deshaun Watson in preseason has been running a lot 
And if he's running a lot, then man, like a couple of years ago, I was trying to draft him in like round four or five in all my drafts. Uh, so if this look, Deshaun Watson looked terrible last year, maybe he's never going to be good again, but there's also a chance that he is good again. And if he is, and he's running, then I'm probably still too low on him at quarterback 13. So that's something that I'm like kind of evaluating slash reevaluating right now. It's August 16th. You know, my, my three main drafts are taking place over the next three Sundays. So I've got some big decisions to make for myself. Uh, Deshaun Watson is one of them because the ceiling is there. Uh, when it comes to Goff and Cousins, though, they're just like – if they have any type of bad luck in the touchdown department, they're just not going to get there in fantasy. And, again, like I'm just trying – that's the last thing I'm going to bet on is, is a quarterback to rack up passing touchdowns. Cousins could put up like 5,000 yards, and all of a sudden they get down at the one – Pass interference, Madison just vultures like 12 rushing touchdowns at the goal line. We saw that happen last year with the Lions with Jamal Williams. He scored almost 20 touchdowns, didn't even have a great year efficiency-wise. That took a lot of potential touchdowns away from Jared Goff, which is why I would actually take Goff over Cousins because Goff has the chance to get some of those touchdowns back. With Cousins, they have a brutal schedule coming out the stretch really tough opposing secondaries they're going up against. So I'm a little worried about that offense as a whole, but again, he's got Justin Jefferson to kind of keep him afloat. Here's the sleepy. The problem is with cousins is that the market's not giving you any discount right now. Cousins is going as the 13th quarterback off the board. Like if he was going as like QB 18, 19, I would say there's value. I don't think there's value at QB 13 with cousins. I do think there's a little bit of value with Goff because he's getting drafted four slots later at QB 17 right now. And, and Richardson, as we talked about before, he's getting drafted as QB 16. If, if he has an above average season, he's a top five quarterback. And that's why I love the value and ceiling potential outcome with him as well. Yeah. I kind of, I kind of agree with you with cousins. It's like he has to meet his mark in order to draft him where he's being drafted. Let yeah. me go back to Watson because that, that's, that's an interesting one. If you go back to like, like 2018, 2019, like he was putting up like four or 500 yards rushing. So you value that a lot. And you obviously know that there's going to be some rushing touchdowns there as well. Watson is like, I don't know, man. I, I currently have him right now. I have him 13th. And I was like, I feel like I'm gambling, but I feel like it's a pretty good gamble because I could get all the touchdowns from him passing. I could get the yards passing because we know that this guy at one time was a top five quarterback. Could he be kind of like a Calvin Ridley where he comes in fresh and it's like – and people are talking about last year. Let's stop last year's conversation. Like they brought this dude in after he was off for a year and a half. The guy almost ended up probably in jail or whatever the case might be or could have. That's a pretty big ordeal to go through in your life to – I'm just going to go back on the football field and turn into the top five quarterback. Like that's not going to happen, dude. Yeah. Not only that, he comes out in the middle of the dead a winner. How many weather bad weather games yeah. did he have to play? And I think that's, he played in that's like a good point. Yeah. yeah he that's played really like point. three really bad weather games. So he was going to look bad. And you know what? I'm glad he did because I bet the Cleveland Browns season win total over. I'm probably going to bet Deshaun Watson. I'm probably going to bet some of his player props over. And I've been unlucky in some of the drafts that I've done, Chris, where I didn't take him 
because I was looking more towards like a Goff or a Cousins, and I just and I was taking other guys around or two earlier. So I I don't think I got my full fill in him, but the fact that that you like him this high. It's probably a guy maybe I should be taking a little bit more of a leap on, at least in some of these drafts, so I don't miss out on him. Because I think he's going to have a good year. And no. when I think somebody's going to have a good year and I'm not drafting enough of him, and it happens, then you get pissed off. Yeah. I mean, my problem is that I don't have him high enough. Like, technically, if you're using my rankings right now, I've got him QB 13. He's getting drafted as QB 9. So the market is not giving us much of a discount on Watson. Uh you know, I'm considering moving – you know what, I'm, I'm actually going to do this right now. I've got my rankings up. The more – you know, you bring up the bad weather games, that's a great example, plus the mental state of affairs that you talked about. Let if me interrupt you. Let me interrupt you real quick, and I yeah, wanted yeah. to bring this up too, is that I think you have to put him in front of Tua because he's yeah. a liability, right? If he goes down and cracks his head and, and you know, and unfortunate pictures in my head, obviously I, I remember what happened, that sucks. But if you if you go and you you put too much into a guy like that who obviously is going to be fragile, he could screw up your entire league. You lose your whole league because you put a lot of eggs in your basket with two, especially if you're trying to stack him with a guy like Tyreek Hill or something like that. So I think you have to put Watson in front of him, and I kind of had Tua right in that mix there. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna push him down because you convinced yeah. me that I've had maybe Watson a little bit too low. Maybe I should be taking a little bit higher on him, but yeah. Certain quarterbacks you have to handle with kid gloves, and I still think we have to do that with Tua, even though he has some some pretty dynamic receivers. So I just I just dropped Tua down to tier four because that because every best ball draft I've taken Tua, I've taken a second quarterback like two rounds later because just mm. but but that's draft capital right there. Like that yeah. that's another possible spot you can get a breakout receiver, tight end, running back. So it hurts your draft in that aspect when you're forced to take two quarterbacks with two of your top 10 picks. Uh, that's not a good thing. So I'm going to bump Tua down uh, to QB 13, right in that tier four range where, where Goff and Cousins both are. Again, the upside case for Tua is there if healthy. Uh, I have Watson now at QB 10. I've got him right behind the three guys I mentioned in my quarterbacks article. At the, uh, at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette website. You can catch that column every week. I'm putting out Daniel Jones, Anthony Richardson. I also had Geno Smith on that list. Geno Smith ran the ball for almost 300 yards last year. He might have one of the best trio of wide receivers in football going into next season. They have Kenneth Walker coming back healthy. They drafted a talented rookie, Zach Charbonnet, from UCLA. Uh, the offensive line is better. Uh, they've given Geno Smith the keys to the offense. They've showed – They've showed with their actions in the draft that they're, he's their quarterback. Like they were, they were linked to Anthony Richardson. They didn't take him. They were linked to other quarterbacks. They didn't take any quarterbacks in that draft of note. So Geno Smith to me again, look like I will. I'll just, I got to go back to ADP. Other, other than my rankings, like ADP right now, Jones, Daniel Jones going as QB fourteen off the board. Geno Smith's going as QB fifteen. Daniel Jones was QB seven last year. Geno Smith was QB eight last year. Like. What are we doing? That This makes zero sense why we're bumping those two guys down because they don't have the name brand, brand value as Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence, these like sexy first round, pure passing type of quarterbacks. Like I haven't gotten Herbert in any draft this year 
because he's being drafted too high. He's being drafted as a sixth quarterback off the board ahead of Justin Fields, ahead of Deshaun Watson with, with this upside that we just talked about. I think Justin Herbert's going to have a great year, but he's too expensive in fantasy drafts, and, and that's why I'm low and, and pretty much out on him uh, for fantasy football this season. But but that, that's my whole thought process in terms of whether I want to move a guy up or down, what tier to have him in. But again, like tier four, if I'm missing out on that top 10 down to Watson, maybe Lawrence is like my last one who I consider like a surefire top five potential starter. But because Lawrence, you still have to draft as QB eight. So even Lawrence is more expensive than Deshaun Watson. I'd rather have Deshaun Watson around later with his potential rushing upside. So those are the things that factor in for me of how I want to draft my quarterbacks. And once we get into the next tier of guys, it, it's I don't want really any of these guys as my main starter. I don't want Dak as my main starter, although he's the next in line for me as like a, a backup type of plan. Uh, Russell Wilson, Brock Purdy, I put them in that same tier four with Goff and Cousins. I would put Kyler Murray in there because Kyler Murray was QB six last year in fantasy points per game before he got hurt. We just don't know if Kyler Murray's even going to play this year because by the time he's back healthy, they just might be tanking. So that's why I had to hold Murray back in the tier five. Uh, but that that's kind of my range. Like Dak Prescott, 14, Wilson, Purdy, Goff, Cousins, K- Kyler to start tier five, and then a lot of the young guys like Sam Howell, Bryce Young, Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett, guys with upside who could have that next step in their career uh, who are young and athletic, but I'm not ready to rely on them as my fantasy starter necessarily just yet in one quarterback leagues, obviously. All right. So you said a lot there. Let's talk about a guy that I'm looking at your rankings right here, and I'm not surprised that you have my guy, Aaron Rodgers. (laughs) You have him in like tier 42. (laughs) He was one of the guys, honestly, Chris, coming into this year that I wanted absolutely no part of. Like, I don't want any part of Rodgers only because I know him well. I know how he acts. I don't think there's going to be a good year for him in New York. I like their season win total under. I, I, I'm actually higher on him than you are. You, <laughs> I haven't even really spoke to you about him. Like, how do you have him this far down? What are you not liking? Because you're going to make me like my picks even more. Well, I mean, I mean, how could you have Rodgers like anywhere near the top 15, uh, let alone even the top 20? I mean, he – I mean, geez, I have to scroll. People so had him there, though. People were yeah. like, oh, I'm picking him as my fantasy quarter. I'm like, you guys are on drugs. Like, you can't do that. He averaged less than 15. Deshaun Watson as bad – we just talked about how bad Watson – Watson was historically bad last season. He averaged more fantasy points per game than Aaron Rodgers did. I mean – I mean, what are we doing? Like the the Jets, if the Jets are going to be good, I, I, I like the Jets because of their defense. I like the Jets because of their run game. Uh, Brees Hall coming back healthy with Dalvin Cook in the mix there now. They're going to win with defense and with running and with Rodgers only needing to do Rodgers things when they need a clutch time win. And he's not going to put up like 30 Touch, it's not going to happen. Uh, Garrett Wilson could have a great year, don't get me wrong. But even when Rodgers had Devontae Adams the last two years, he was still not even getting into the top 15 quarterbacks in fantasy points per game. Now with one of the best defenses in the league, 
they're not going to need him to throw that much. They want to preserve him. He's 40 years old. He's getting whatever he is now. He's up at that age now uh, to where, yes, if needed, he can w- throw them to a win, but he's not going to run, and they're not going to need to rely on him on a weekly basis. So there's just absolutely no way I can take Rodgers on any fantasy team. It's, you know, best ball, yes, when you're drafting two, three quarterbacks, you can take Rodgers as your QB two or three, fine. Not in one quarterback leagues. Never. I'm not touching it, man. All right. So I, I don't know if we need to go any further down here. We've been going for about 48 minutes. Let's like let's not talk fantasy like as in like you're the guy you're going to draft. Let's talk about maybe like that 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 next quarterback that you're gonna draft if you have to let's say you gotta stream somebody or whatever. But I want to talk more about like the rookies, the, the young guys. How do you feel about a Sam Howell, uh, a Bryce Young, a Jordan Love? I actually thought Jordan Love would go higher because I was wondering, well, you know, could he be a runner? Could Bryce Young be a runner? You know, what do you? How do you? How are you feeling right now about these these young rookies? C.J. Stroud, there's another guy. I actually, I actually found myself taking him like really late and just being like, you know what? It's it's a guy that maybe could turn into like a Richardson type of situation. Yeah. I figure take a flyer on a guy like that, at least get a share of a guy like that because you never know. So, I mean, look, at, at this point in the fantasy draft, once you get past that Goff Cousins tier, again, Kyler, I just have there as a placeholder because we don't know what his real health status is. But when, when Kyler is healthy, he's top six or seven easily, right? So that's why I just put him there. But that's why I had those guys you mentioned, Pickett, Love, Bryce Young, Sam Howell. I've got to have those guys as the, as the next four up because there's actually a potential with those guys we haven't seen yet. We know what Ryan Tannehill's ceiling is. We know what Matthew Stafford's is. We know what Aaron Rod. We know what Mac Jones's fantasy ceiling is at this point. I mean, you know, I mean, we know what Derek Carr. I mean, my goodness, like, ju- you know, Coach J Rod, plug your ears. But Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo, like. Those guys are like dead last in my fantasy rankings. The only guys I have below them is Baker Mayfield because we don't even know if Baker Mayfield's going to start. So, uh, and Desmond Ritter just showed absolutely no passing or rushing upside for that matter last season, the way the Falcons run the ball. So, yeah, you know what? Maybe I'll bump Stroud up a few spots because he did show a few games in college where he could run the ball if he wanted to. And and even just that, like just for that chance alone, it's I worth a fire because it's the unknown, you know? Well, you got to consider the fact that, and I think that this is something that a lot of people don't do. How many games are you going to get blown out in? How many shootout games are there? I could see Houston in a lot of games where they get blown out, plus shootout games too, because of the defenses that they play. So I think Stroud, it on your rankings, is too low. I actually have him right now 24th. I, so, just, I just I just moved them up to 24. I'm I'm uh, I'm capitulating. I'm I'm reversing my stance just based off the conversation with you. This is ever changing, man. But I, I, I just think another it, reason why, and I think why that's smart, Chris, is because yeah. I don't know what if you heard about Burks today, but I think that it, that injury to him might be serious. So I think swapping him out for for Tannehill probably makes a lot of sense, and just at least moving them around a little bit. Yeah, I mean Tannehill, he had a he had a couple of decent years, but 
if the, if the Titans aren't good, I mean, they could turn to Levis or, you know, Tannehill's getting older, man. Like, so I, I, you know, we don't, we know what the upside is with Tannehill and even Tannehill's upside isn't that much. At least we can bet on the unknown. I always want to bet on the unknown. That's why I love taking rookies and fantasy drafts, stash them on your bench in the middle of the late rounds. If you can for as long as you can, because usually at least in the second half of the year, that's when you see that breakout, they start to get acclimated to the game and you see that athleticism start to pop. So, yeah, C.J. Stroud, I just bumped him up to 24. I think the same thing can apply again. Jordan Love, we haven't seen what he is, what he could be. He could be terrible. What if he starts running the, running the ball now? What if he rushes for 500 yards? That's what I was thinking. He doesn't look half bad as a passer. You know, that unknown is what could make Jordan Love a borderline top 12 fantasy quarterback. We just don't know yet. Yeah, and I don't think trying to grab a, a guy like that, at least the unknowns like a C.J. Stroud, maybe a Jordan Love, taking taking the second quarterback late, depending on what's on the board. I, me personally, I don't see anything wrong with that because it's a guy that you can you have to stream a quarterback at some point, anyways. As long as he's not you know chewing up your bench, I guess. I don't know. I guess it's it's something that I don't mind doing from time to time. So let me ask you, Chris, before we go ahead and wrap this up. Give me like a quarterback that that would be like your your super surprise guy, and then give me a quarterback that would be like your your potential super disappointing guy. So it sounds like maybe Watson might be a guy that that could exceed all our expectations. Like that's my guy. Like I think that if there's one guy that could be that could finish in like the top five, top six, top seven, it's that guy. That's kind of where I, w- I would say that he could be the biggest surprise. Um, I don't know who you might have, but I feel like maybe a guy like that and maybe even somebody like a C.J. Stroud because I don't know if people know what they're getting from him uh, or maybe it's even a Jordan Love. But I feel confident that maybe Watson might be the biggest surprise out of all the quarterbacks this year. Maybe, yeah, I mean, uh, we, we talked about him. The, the one guy I will bring up that I, that I just mentioned by name is uh, Sam Howell, and I want to bring up just his uh, – I just want to bring up what he did in college real quick because a lot of people forget this because it was two years ago. He's not a rookie. He, he didn't play much last year in his rookie season, but you look at his rushing numbers from – he rushed for 825 yards in 2021. Uh, yeah, he could be a shocker. Yeah. like a shocker, especially we, we with saw, the receivers he has too. That, that's what I was going to say, and, and he had one start last year in week 18, garbage time. Passing, eh, whatever, only, you know, 169 yards. Did rush uh, five times for 35 yards and scored on a rushing touchdown. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson going into year two. Uh, We do have both Brian Robinson and Antonio Gibson. Those are two solid running backs. Uh, The tight end situation isn't great, but that's a team where they're going to be trailing in a lot of games. And I don't think they're turning to Brissett. They know what they have with him. He's a veteran guy to come in in case the young guy gets hurt ahead of him. So yeah. Howell, before uh, – I believe it was before his last year in college, at one point he was projected as like a first-round quarterback pick. And he had a couple down games because a lot of his skill players left for his last year. So uh, – and I don't know if there's an injury thrown in. I, I got to go back and look because a couple years ago. But he did for a moment uh, – project as a top quarterback prospect and we're not treating him like that he didn't get drafted like that he was drafted like third fourth round as opposed to first round but 
with that potential, with a guy like McLaurin and Dotson in that offense, then yes, I think that Howell could be that guy that's like all of a sudden, you know, Howell right now, ADP is getting drafted as a quarterback 30. I've got him at, uh, in my rankings. I've got Howell as quarterback 20. Uh, what if Howell has a great year, runs the ball a ton, finishes at quarterback 10? So that that's within the range of outcomes and you can literally draft them in the last round or even pick them up off the waiver wire probably in most leagues. Yeah, I'm thinking he's going to be like a waiver wire pickup that ends up being your long-term starter. Like, yeah. you know, if you go out there and you take Russell Wilson or something like that, or maybe even Dak, which I actually think Dak might have a, a, a pretty decent year. But I feel like a guy like Howell is going to get scooped up um, just because of the weapons that he has. So I don't know if you want to talk any more quarterbacks here, Chris. I think we pretty much covered all of them. Um no real differences here. I mean, I feel I'm not surprised you and I are kind of in line with with pretty much you know most of these guys. I mean, you kind of got to be an idiot to go out there and draft Aaron Rodgers as your number one quarterback. I mean, at least we know that. So, if it was uh, 2013 and not 2023, then I'd say maybe yeah. But uh, it's 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 that that's that's ten years ago, buddy. So keep keep on dreaming. All right, so we'll go ahead. We'll call this the quarterbacks podcast we're obviously we'll do running backs we'll do wide receivers um and then we'll maybe give you some of our top picks chris and i are going to try to do as as many live shows as we possibly can but uh we haven't fully figured out our podcast schedule yet obviously myself and uncle dave and steve reader we're going to do ours chris and i will do our money picks podcast but you know we're trying to add some new things for you guys this year um, we haven't fully figured that out yet, so make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Sleepy Jam underscore pregame at Mad Journalist, uh, for any up to date information with our podcast stuff. Chris, I know you're going to be uploading a, a, all kinds of stuff to the bettingpredators.com website. What do you got coming down the pike this week? I know that you got uh, ebook stuff you're trying to get to, Discord stuff. We just put up our package, so I know that I know that's up there too. So. What else do we have going on at the website, at least, you know, for this upcoming week that people can get kind of excited for? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've got our, our new 2023 premium package. So, again, last two years, we're, we're plus 34 units profit, 56% hit rate. You're, you're making money by betting with us. We bet responsibly. We bet with the long term in mind. And Steve Reeder is one of the best handicappers in the game, and he leads that coverage as part of our team that does sides, totals, teasers, as well as props. So we'll all be involved with that again for the third year. Uh, we'll have our free Discord channel. It's a great community to get in. We'll we'll talk about fun bets, you know, some of the these fun derivative head-to-head matchup props, things that you can't really get a lot of uh, a lot of action on, but you can still have fun, win a little bit of money here and there, and and keep the general betting discussion going. So you can hop in our free Discord. You can get our early bird rate for our premium package right now. Uh, we have a free newsletter on Substack. Just go to our website. It's right at the top of the at the homepage. Uh, great content we're putting out at least once a week during the off season might be putting out twice a week during the regular season. Uh, and just a lot more content on top of that. We've got daily baseball picks going up from Dalton. We've got content coming out from USC from Gene. And then we've got a lot of uh, college football and NFL content in the pipeline as well. So just go to bettingpredators.com, check it out. If you want the special discount on our premium package, you can shoot me a message and I can hook you up personally if you don't want to go through the website directly. So either way, we'll get it covered for you guys. We appreciate all the support we've had, whether it's people reading our content for free or people signing up for our premium packages or one or the other. We appreciate all the love from our entire community out there. And uh, I think this is going to be our strongest year yet, man, without a doubt. 
Well, I don't think it would be fair because you mentioned every other sport outside of the one that's probably going to end up turning into the most exciting over the next week or two, and that's golf. <laughs> You've been a man on a tear over the last, what, two years, Chris, with your strokes gain system. I haven't talked to you. I haven't seen much, but I can tell you this is that Uncle Dave and I, we're like, we're ready to move on to football. So oh, we got two more podcasts left. But how's your golf stuff been going? I haven't even talked to you about it. So I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm so done with golf right now, man. <laughs> it's just like, it's that time of the year, man. I love golf. I love handicapping golf. I love it. Uh, but right now, when we're having to do fantasy props and NFL, it's just I wanted to end. Uh, we actually hit uh, – so I do the live betting for our premium golf package. We've had a really good year. We've hit like 70% of uh, a matchup bets on just the Masters. Uh, overall for the year, we're still pretty good. We're like in the – around right around 59 60%, doing really good, very profitable for the first season we're doing it. Uh, all mathematical, statistical-based model uh, that I'm running with that, uh, which, we've, which I've been doing for a couple years now actually. But um, – because time's been limited, I've been I've transitioned from only doing bets after round one. So no pre-tournament bets anymore for me for the rest of the golf season. But we did hit Lucas Glover last week. After round one, we bet him 45 to one and hit nine units on him last weekend. So that was a big hit for us. Was very happy about that for our subscribers. And I'm going to continue to pump those out every weekend in our discord channel. Uh, we have an annual pass on the website that a couple people have signed up for that have been asking us about it, where you can basically sign up for the year and get access to all of our premium sports, whether it's football, basketball, or golf. So that's at a different price point. If you're interested in that or have any questions, again, just hit me up anytime on Twitter. Uh, happy to answer any questions, but we're going to be building some more options out on the website for stuff like that as we start adding more sports uh, in the future too. All right, well, there you guys go. So you guys got a little fantasy uh, teaser from us from, uh, well, I mean, it's 11 o'clock at night, so it's kind of late. But uh, like I said, Chris and I will be back. We'll do the running backs. We'll do uh, wide receivers, tight ends, defense, kickers, all that fun stuff. We just got to find some time to go ahead and get that stuff done and get that stuff out to you. Uh, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, Score pregame, at Mad Journalist. If you guys are finding us on Twitch or you're finding us on YouTube, like and subscribe, leave some comments, ask us some questions, stuff like that. And like I said, Chris and I, Uncle Dave and I, we'll go ahead. We'll kind of iron out what our schedule is going to be for the podcast system for the NFL season. Uh, Chris, did you mention anything about college football? Because a lot of people were inboxing me, asked about college football, like what's going on. Yeah, I don't know. J-Rod, I don't know. I think J-Rod retired. <laughs> yeah, J-Rod's chilling, having a glass of wine somewhere, getting ready to root for Jimmy G for the season. So, uh, oh, okay. no, we've got uh, – we, we got Klee Picks, uh, very solid handicapper, uh, and he did a lot of our NFL free content last year doing his Klee's total of the week. He's going to be doing two of those this year, uh, one total of the week for college and one total of the week for NFL. And uh, Dalton, our lead MLB handicapper, who also does college sports, him and Klee together are going to be doing a college football show with us that's hopefully debuting sometime here in the next couple weeks. So stay tuned for that. Once we get the final podcast scheduled down, we'll make sure to tweet it out, put it on the website and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, a lot more college football content this season from us compared to what we've had in the past. And that's one sport we're really looking forward to uh, expanding on and, and growing and, and adding that to our offerings uh, too. 
All right, cool. Well, there you guys go. Some more uh, information. If you guys are looking for more, make sure you guys follow Chris and I uh, on Twitter, and then make sure you guys go over to bettingpredators.com. If you guys are looking for more stuff from me, check me out at pregame.com. With that said, wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games.